Yeah, you're right. Nia can make practically anything which is halal, ibadah. And so our lives, no matter how mundane it is, that becomes in itself an act of worship, which brings you closer to the idea of taqwa and God consciousness. And what is it to be God conscious? I guess it's to have an awareness of if God in everything that you do in life and, and let that affect you in every single facet, no matter how mundane it seems. You're listening to The Little Podcast, the podcast where we reflect on different topics each week together. All episodes are aired on Unity FM 93.5 on Wednesdays at 1pm. Their website is linked below if you'd like to tune in and be the first to hear new episodes each week. But of course, they will all also be available on my blog, www.littlemissnblog.wordpress.com, as well as on all major podcast platforms. In this episode, I am joined by the lovely Iman Irfan, a good friend of mine. Together, we discuss Ramadan in COVID times, our Ramadan goals and how we are planning to achieve them, inshallah, and how we stay motivated throughout this holy month. Inshallah, I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome back to the little podcast. Hope you're all well and having a good day. Today's episode, I'm very excited because I have another special lovely guest with me in the virtual studio today to join me. Her name is Iman Irfan. Um, she's a friend of mine that I met quite f- like, a, like a year ago or something, I'm not sure. But we met through ISB Campus, which is an Islamic organisation. And I just thought, you know what, let's do an episode with Iman because she's a wonderful person. But without further ado, Assalamu alaikum Iman, how are you? Wa alaikum salam. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thanks um, for and coming. Zaina and, and I are both bloggers, so I think that's how we've kept in touch. Over yeah. the last year or so. Your blog is? Ex Libris. Ex Libris, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. How's that been going? Painfully inactive. Oh. Painfully inactive <laughs> at the moment, but but we'll get there. You're you're inspiring me. Oh, I've I've read your blog. It's amazing. I mean, it's the musings of a Cambridge hijabi. Am I right? <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> yes. So how are you? Like, who, who are you? Introduce yourself. So I'm Iman. I'm a first year student at University of Cambridge. I study English literature and I'm very excited to be doing this today. Nice. Thanks for joining me. I'm so excited. And guys, the topic for today is Ramadan goals because, okay, we're recording this in advance, but when you're listening to this, it's actually Ramadan should have already started by now, inshallah. So Ramadan Mubarak to everyone. <laughs> Hope you're having a good Ramadan so far. But yeah, we're just going to talk about what our Ramadan goals are and what we want to achieve, how we're going to achieve it, our feelings about it this year. And especially with the pandemic and things, obviously it's going to be a little bit different. So we're going to talk about that as well. So yeah, let's just start with how do you feel about Ramadan this year? Are you excited? Are you ready? I am excited. Um, I I didn't really expect it to be like a continuation of last year, but in some ways it's all right because you know what to expect. Mm. I'm excited, hopefully. I'm thinking that as things ease up a little bit, there might be a little bit more leeway than there was last year. Mm. So, you know, in-person tarawih and that kind of thing at the mosque. But we'll see how it goes. Inshallah, yeah. For me, I'm, I, I don't know, for some reason I never feel ready for Ramadan. I'm always just like, oh my gosh. But at the same time, I'm like, yes, I need it because I need a spiritual cleanse. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping that it's going to be different to last year because last year, I it was, 
I mean, how was Ramadan for you last year? Because for me, it was it was actually like really nice. I mean, even though there was no tawari and things like that, I think everything just got stripped back. Like there was no distractions. And last year, like I didn't have any exams or anything. I was in first year and the exams were like open book online quizzes. So there wasn't much to do for that. And every Ramadan before that, I've had exams or I've had revision. So like this, like last year was the first time like I fully was able to focus and there wasn't too many distractions and I'm hoping to continue that this year even though it's going to be a little bit less covid this year I, I'm hoping there'll still be that kind of focus still there for me but how was it for you last year? Yeah actually I was going to use the exact same phrase when you said stripped back because I think the gut instinct at the beginning of last year was oh my god we're not going to be able to have iftars we're not going to be able to meet people at the mosque there's really not going to be that sense of community, which we're so used to and that everybody kind of associates with Ramadan. But it ended up being so like a really pure version of it. There's no no distractions, kind of just bringing that focus back to your personal relationship with God. So it, it was it was it was a challenging Ramadan. I think you, it didn't feel like there was that community support. But I think people People find ways to get around it. You know, instead of praying um, Tarawi at the masjid, we'd pray as a family mm. um, and the cats would join us as well. Oh, or just, just small small things like that. Um, I spent some of the time in London as well um, with my, my cousins looking after them. So it was very, it was an intense time, I think, but also like a very deeply personal, that, that side of it I appreciated. That's wonderful, yeah. I, I like the word intense. It's very intense as in like like that's what you wake up thinking about, if you know what I mean. But yeah, Alhamdulillah, it was a good experience for both of us and that's really good. So inshallah that continues this year. Uh yeah, I'm just really looking forward to hopefully a bit more socialising. <laughs> this is also like my first U- uh, Ramadan in uni because last year it was lockdown so I just went home. So this Ramadan for me is going to be different in the sense that I'm going to be in charge of my own spiritual needs because I mean at home like it just happens normally because like all your family's doing it so it's easy to do it but now that I'm by myself it's going to be like oh I need to be the one to set my reminders I need to be the one to make myself iftar and things like that so it's going to be interesting I'm going to be a bit more independent this year oh making iftar yourself (laughs) making iftar yourself is definitely going to be a challenge (laughs) I'm I'm hoping that somebody will take pity on me. Somebody cook for me, please. Oh, but I'm sure we, we're we're quite good in my college. We all cook for each other and give each other food. So that's so nice. Hoping it'll be a bit of quid pro quo with that one. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, you can do like little cooking for each other's sessions. Oh, that's so nice. I hope so. I don't know how, but I ended up with two hijabis as flatmates. Oh. So it's just lit like all the time. <laughs> There's like dubka in the kitchen. There's, oh. there's like nasheeds going on. It's uh, so it's really nice to have even a, a small community. I think so. This is also my first Ramadan in uni. Last year I was on a gap year, mm. um, so I was really excited for the community spirit and you know iftars with your uni friends. It's it's not going to be exactly the same. I I don't think most of us were anticipating being in a very similar situation this year. Mm. But I think people adapt quite quickly. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to probably have like a virtual Ramadan. So I, I hope, inshallah, that, that'll work out. Yeah, inshallah. What are you going to be cooking? <laughs> Ooh, um, 
Actually, my go-to lazy food is chole. And my mum makes that for iftar every year. Um, so just chickpeas, boiled potatoes, tomatoes. Just mix it up with some tamarind sauce and chilli and salt and pepper and that kind of thing. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Really easy, would recommend. I think for me, I'm probably going to try and make some palau. I'm going to attempt to make my mum's chicken curry, but she, without any doubt, she's always going to make it better than me, but I'm going to try. <laughs> but we'll see. I, I don't know what it is. There's always something that tastes different. I can't, you can't pin it down. In it, like they just know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mashallah. Um, so yeah, let's move on to what are your goals for this year? So I've got about three broad areas that I want to be looking at. Um, the first one is just consolidating what I did last year because mm. we we always set new goals for Ramadan, and I think in the moment you get very focused on it, but then as soon as Ramadan's over. It kind of it's like yes I've learned that I'm putting it to the side that's great but we're constantly forgetting the, the root of the word for mankind is, is forgetfulness to forget so it's not just about taking your focus away from Allah it's also about remembering what you've learned before so I my project last year was the 99 names so I want to keep that going make sure I haven't forgotten because it's quite easy to say oh I've been there done that move on to the next thing. But I think consolidation should always be a part of goal setting as well. And then obviously the second thing is, you know, new goals as well. I've been thinking a lot about female reciters recently. I heard Medina Javed speak the other day, um, the Qari. And I know that Ustada Maryam Amir just did a full mothers campaign about women reciting the Quran. And that's not something that I was really exposed to that much in the sense of that the intersection between gender and recitation. But it got me thinking again about the importance of memorization. I think before we kind of take it for granted, you know, my my mum would play surahs on the way to school and we'd learn it like that. But like you said, that once you once you're away from home, it kind of makes you reevaluate what do I want to consciously be including in my life. And then the third thing I guess is ISOC and uh, planning events and organizing that. That should be exciting, inshallah. But trying to have a good rem- virtual Ramadan and keep up that community spirit. Yeah, I think even though everything's online now, I think we can still have that community spirit, even though it's going to be through screens. It's still going to be there, inshallah. We can still create that spirit. But yeah, I really like how you said about memorization and how you need to make that conscious like decision of what you, you want to keep in your life because it's all well and good you know growing up with it but it's no use if you don't carry that forward and one of the I can't remember exactly I'm going to paraphrase but I think in a hadith one was talking about how consistency is really important even if the action is small even if it's not you know something great if it's consistent then that's what Allah loves so inshallah I, I'm going to make dua that you can carry on your goals through this Ramadan, inshallah. And also I wanted to say, like, with Ramadan, Allah gives us an opportunity to not only better ourselves, but to give us that month to create new habits for ourselves and get rid of old ones. So, I mean, I, I think, I, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I think for a habit to form, it's at least 40 days, which is basically Ramadan. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. Yeah, so it's literally the golden opportunity to... Get rid of all of the horrible, you know, lazy or unproductive habits and replace it with good, productive, 
spiritual habits in your life? I mean, for me, one of my goals for this Ramadan is, I mean, I've already started it, but I want to carry it on in Ramadan, is to read one page of Quran a day. And I know that sounds quite small, but for me, it's a big step because growing up, I mean, my family has been practicing, but specifically with reading the Quran, we didn't actually like read it. We'd only like recite and memorize like the small surahs in Arabic school, we'd learn about the Quran. But in terms of taking it to a personal level, I don't have like a personal connection with the Quran. So one of my goals is to create that connection and keep it up. So I've decided I'm going to do one page a day because the thing is with people making Ramadan goals, sometimes you make a goal so big that it becomes impractical to like implement. So that's another thing that I wanted to say when you're making goals. It's important to make sure that the goals are achievable for you. And everyone's different. I mean, I'm sure some people would be able to do five pages a day easily. But for me, like that's what I can manage. That's what is doable for me. So that's what I'm going to start with, inshallah. And hopefully I can take that forward. Exactly. Small, small but consistent. But that's really beautiful because this is the, the month that the Quran was revealed, right? So it's the best time to form that connection or to, mm. to reform that connection whatever it is because uh another thing i've been thinking about is the quran as something which is dynamic and living and you can engage with it in a way that's mm. active and you know, that, that's something that medina javed mentioned the other day as well that when when we recite and when we engage with it and when we memorize it it's it's not just kind of static thing that you do when you connect with what we believe is literally the words of our creator it's it's a whole relationship in in itself yeah it was really beautiful mashallah that's amazing that's a good point yeah i just wanted to ask i mean you've so we've talked about our goals now and what we want to achieve but practically speaking how are you planning on staying motivated to keep it up because I know that's a whole separate issue <laughs> for, for most people that is a whole separate issue wow I think it's about taking it a day at a time to be honest like you said you know if if you don't want to make goals completely unattainable so just focus on it day by day try and keep motivated on that level it's very difficult to say how are you going to keep motivated the entirety of Ramadan because I, I don't think everybody has the exact same level of commitment for a whole month that's just not sustainable so it's about small things your, your iman will fluctuate you're not going to remain in that consistent state the whole time so just small meaningful reminders just every time it <laughs> struggling just keep going or or have someone hold you accountable as well because mm. that's what something that i was going to ask you about how do you feel that it's it's useful sharing your goals with people? Because for me, it's a little bit of a mixed bag because even though it's useful telling, if you tell somebody or a group of people and you can help to keep each other in check and keep each other accountable, on the flip side of that, there's also if you publicize something, you know, don't you want to keep your deeds between you and Allah? Mm. Can your intentions change? with that so I was wondering what, what you thought about that you know it's interesting you say that because just before I was writing the notes for this episode I was thinking should I include the whole one page a day thing because what if that like taints my intentions what if people take that the wrong way what if she's trying to show off or what if she's trying to be like oh you know or what if it doesn't help people and it instead does the opposite of that and you just gotta 
think, you know what, my intention for this is to inspire people and to help people. And even if that may or may not, you know, happen, I think the important thing is to leave it all to Allah because if your intention for it is pure and that in itself is a process, you need to make sure, like, you need to check yourself. What am I really doing this for? And if it is pure, then inshallah, leave the rest to Allah and it will be up to him. Whatever happens, happens for a reason. Even if it does, you know, even if it doesn't happen the way you want it to happen, like, even if it doesn't have the effect that you want it to have, if your intention is there, you'll get the reward from Allah anyway. And if people listen to your goals and take it the wrong way, or maybe they don't find it beneficial, then, I mean, that's, you know, it's up to them, really. They can make of it what they will. I mean, it's not really in our control kind of thing. Is what I, that's, I mean, that's how I see it, but I don't know. No, that's true. And, and it's true about checking yourself and intentions being something that you refresh because, you know, like your iman, like your motivation, that's not something which is stagnant either. We're constantly mm-hmm. in a state of change. So just, again, it all comes back to reminders, I think, that you're, you might slip up at certain points, but the point of jihad and the point of that struggle against your nafs is to constantly reevaluate what am I doing, question mm-hmm. Why am I doing something? What are my intentions? Yeah, and the whole concept of your iman and everything fluctuating in and itself is something that people need to accept. I think I have touched on this before in previous episodes about accepting the fact that we are human and that we are designed to mess up. We are designed to make mistakes. We are made perfectly imperfect by Allah. And that's what we're on this earth to do. So I think... We need to accept the fact that, you know, our iman is going to go up and down. We are going to make mistakes. It's just about how we handle it and what we do with that kind of thing. And then that goes back to the idea of insan being related to the root of to forget. Because humans, by nature, we're inherently forgetful. We just constantly need those, those reminders. And that's in the language itself. I mean, the whole nature of us praying five times a day is because we need that constant reminder five times a day Allah is our Lord we are Mm -hmm. his servants we need that in our lives every day so yeah that's why it's there for us that's why Ramadan is here for us every year we need that continuity in our lives and inshallah it you know it will benefit us and we will use it in the right way inshallah another thing another point that I was going to make is to do with one of my other goals is to and this is something that hopefully other people can implement as well and I hope, I, I don't know if you have already, but it's to make normal everyday things, to change your intention, to make it into a spiritual thing, if that makes sense. So say, for example, me going to uni, instead of me saying, oh, my intention is to go into this degree so I can get my, you know, job, make a living and make some money. Or I can say, I'm going to go into this degree because I want I want to use my God-given, you know, ability to learn and knowledge and put it to use. I'm doing it for Allah. If you make all of your everyday things like that and lead it all back to Allah, I'm doing this for Allah, I'm doing this for Allah. It makes it into a spiritual goal. 
it's all to do with your intention really is what I'm saying I mean we've touched on it before like previously just then about intention and how important it is to reevaluate your intentions so like that's one of my goals is to think about what I do every day and see if I can renew my intentions to make it spiritual because in, yeah you're right Nia can make practically anything which is halal ibadah and so our lives no matter how mundane it is or whether it's interacting with a stranger or I don't know with your family or whatever it is that becomes in itself an act of worship, which brings you closer to the idea of taqwa and God consciousness. And what is it to be God conscious? Is it, to, I guess it's to have an awareness of, of God in everything that you do in life and, and let that affect you in every single facet, no matter how mundane it seems. Yeah, and just to remember that even if it does sound mundane, everything is from Allah. There is nothing but Him. So even if it's mundane, it still came from Allah. Everything came from Allah. And it's just a matter of remembering that. Yeah, my my mum used to use this one to emotionally blackmail me into cleaning my room. <laughs> it was like, if you clean your room, you, if you do it with the intention of obeying your mum, it's, it's further. That's so true. Oh, that's clever. I like that. Smart, <laughs> smart, smart lady. Mums, they always know what to say. <laughs> I remember when I was little, when um, we didn't finish our food at the dinner table, my mum would be like, those last bits of food on your plate are going to, Go cry to Allah and ask him why why didn't Zainab eat me? <laughs> and I would just be like, oh no. And I'd start eating my vegetables. But yeah, it worked. <laughs> that broccoli on judgment day is not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they said what they had to say. But yeah, I think we've made some really good points about, you know, achieving goals. But there is also the side of, you know, people who are out there who have also made their goals but are struggling to achieve them let's start from you in previous ramadans have you struggled to achieve your goals and if you have then what have you done about it if you know what i mean to be perfectly honest i've never been so much of a like write down my goals have a checklist kind of thing it's more on a day-to-day basis or have you know broad overarching projects that i'm interested in um that I actively want to delve into. So that was one of the things for me that Islam is so broad and covers anything under the sun. So any interest that I have, it's kind of similar to you saying that, you know, anything mundane can be made into worship. Any interest that you have, you can follow that within an Islamic framework. So that's why when I was interested in linguistics, the names of Allah and the root words was really interesting to me. And that's something that I actively wanted to do. So that in itself motivated me, not because I had like a checklist and because that, that's not really how I, I work. I kind of know how, what I respond to and what I don't. Um, so if I had a checklist of saying, yeah, do half an hour of this a day, it wouldn't mean that much to me. Instead, I, I need, I, as long as I have an idea in my head of what appeals to me and how I can go about furthering that, that's sort of what I do. So I don't think I'm really qualified to give advice on how other people can achieve their goals because it, it really does depend on the individual. Yeah, that's true. I think everyone's goals are going to be personal to them. It's going to be something that they want to achieve specific to their abilities, what they want to do, what their interests are. So yeah. Do you have any like interesting Ramadan experiences that you want to share? Oh, I'm trying to think. I remember one Ramadan, this was pre-COVID days obviously, because we were all at the masjid. Yeah. Um, so we have these big iftars at the masjid every year. 
And I just remember all of our family getting in the car afterwards and going, right, who wants KFC? <laughs> we were still hungry and we just went and got burgers or nuggets or whatever it is, just sitting in the car on that Ramadan night, just, just eating. Oh, that's so, oh, that's so precious. I love memories like that. I remember when I was little, every Ramadan, we always used to sit down together and watch. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Adam's World. No, I haven't. It's basically this really old program that used to be played. And it's about this puppet called Adam. And he's like this orange-haired puppet. And he goes on little adventures. And he talks about, you know, the importance of prayer and things like that. And it was just so cute. And there was just like so many like memorable songs in it and we always used to watch it every Ramadan that's one of my favorite Ramadan memories I think oh that is so sweet because pray I think praying together praying that are we together as a family was something that we'd never done before uh and it was really nice Bo- both cats got involved one of them is admittedly a little bit more pious than the other oh, mashallah. but they all consistently showed up <laughs> very very on theme those cats <laughs> Oh, that's cute. But yeah, I think it's just really small, small moments that you remember. Because yeah. I've got really good memories of um, iftar is at our house and all the kids playing manhunt in the garden. And that was like an annual thing. But with without those big gatherings, mm. it's, yeah, it's, it's quite focused on you and your relationship with God and your family and just really small moments. I, I always find that, do you, do you find that just before... Like the time when you're most sorry, I'm waffling. This is. <laughs> do you do you find that the do you find that the time when you're most spiritually awake is is really late at night, or is there a particular time for you? Because a lot of the the moments that I remember taking away from Ramadan that made a really that were really nice experiences for me last year mm. was after after the whole day had passed. And, you know, my cousins finally got to sleep at like 11 or whatever it is. I don't think kids have bedtimes. No, they really don't. (laughs) But I need to rest and recharge um, and have my alone time now. Mm. And just being there with some kind of project to get done or listening to something. I know Cambridge Muslim College did some really lovely live lectures then. So at 2 a.m. I'd be there with like Midnight Moments and Abdullah Rothman (laughs) talking about the subwoof and the purification of the heart and it was just a really nice serene moment because it's happening when everybody else is asleep and it's just you so it's small small moments yeah I think I find that as well because for the past few Ramadans I've always switched my routine so I'm awake at night and I sleep during the day so I think during the night there's me doing my revision or there's me doing my uni work or listening to like you said YouTube videos or anything inspirational that I find on Instagram or whatever I think yeah that's when I find me and my alone time I really connect with Allah and it's really special I think that's what makes Ramadan special because it's all like when everyone else is sleeping all the Muslims are awake yeah <laughs> exactly oh I love the feeling of texting all your friends at Fajr time oh my gosh it's you know you know that everybody is on Instagram <laughs> at that time or they're all online on WhatsApp but you can just have a chat or just talk the entire night because everybody is in the same messed up sleep schedule as you. Yeah, it? literally. It's like a it's like a community thing. It's like everyone's on the same page. Mm. It makes you feel like you're not alone and you've got everyone with you. 
yes experiencing it all together but that's true actually even even in the digital age and mm. pandemic you know we, we still find ways don't we yeah do you have any recommendations like what do you usually listen to or watch that's inspirational for you need a minute to think about this one can i recommend someone go for it i listen to this amazing youtube series called honest tea talk i've I've talked about it so much in like previous episodes but it's just so amazing it's on youtube it's these three lovely sisters who sit down and they talk about really deep topics together and it's so like it's just 30 minute episodes of just pure amazingness so i've been listening to that a lot so i'd recommend people listen to that i will check that out um the reciter that i really love i stumbled across on youtube is omar hisham al-arabi and his recitations are so gorgeous oh my gosh i love him right just mashallah beautiful so amazing mm. so so that was another thing about the recitations is that they're so gorgeous and they really touch your heart but looking at it within the context of you know female reciters and you know the beautification of reciting quran or your voice that that really appeals to me i think Have, do you know any good female reciters well uh, i don't think i've listened to any to be honest yeah so you you generally don't see them on like muslim pro or, or apps like that uh, so obviously there's medina javed who is, she, she's scottish she's probably the most well-known one in the uk but also ustada mariam amir did a whole series so also if you look at hashtag female reciters that should be there. Hashtag for mothers campaign. Lots of reciters across the world are sharing their recitations there. And on SoundCloud, I think there's a Ghari who's released the entirety of the Quran called Maryam Ulfa. Um, and I find it a lot easier to imitate women when when they're reciting. So, I mean, I, I mean, found... Yeah, that makes sense because you are a woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I found myself... Um, learning from the six-year-old on youtube just because there's such a scarcity of women who are visible um so that that's something which which is quite useful but <laughs> it's so silly when you've got me at my big age <laughs> looking at a six-year-old oh, you can learn from anyone it's any true age. it's true you should get over that pride but no mashallah she was very talented six-year-old oh, mashallah. But it, it's also nice having women that you can look up to and, and try and imitate it's kind of sad that they're not more well known because i've always only ever listened to male recitation mm. yeah. but inshallah it's interesting with time and look out in, in certain countries like uh, bosnia uh, malaysia the it, it's a very big thing Oh, wow. But I guess cultural attitudes differ. So we're coming towards the end of the episode now. Um, at the end of each episode, I like to do this thing where we say our final thoughts about what we want our listeners to reflect on the most. So for me, I'd want my listeners to reflect on what are your intentions? Are you renewing them? Are they pure intentions? Are they for Allah? Do you think they're going to be beneficial to you? And I think once you've answered all those questions, you can't really go wrong. So inshallah, that's what I want my listeners to reflect on the most. But what about you? Having considered everything that we've discussed today. I think I'd say that anything can be an act of ibadah. Your your life, it's the small consistent deeds, even if they're not 
overtly you'd associate them with religion it's literally anything can be about it if you remain in that state of god consciousness and you're remembering through your actions so nothing is mundane your our whole lives are just one act of worship and it could be anything like things that you don't even notice at a certain point if you're wearing hijab in ramadan having that piece of cloth on your head with the right intention you know that that's ibadah helping your family out that's ibadah <laughs> cleaning your room thanking <laughs> me <laughs> that could be ibadah some i mean that's that's a kind of ibadah i'm kind of slipping on at the moment but but we'll we'll get there you better get on it before your your mom <laughs> catches you <laughs> <laughs> yeah mashallah that's a really big thing to reflect on and i think Inshallah, I'm hoping that this episode helps everyone to reflect on their Ramadan goals and their intentions. Inshallah, it helps people and benefits people. That's my intention with this podcast anyway. And I hope it is Iman's as well. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) What's next for Iman? What are you up to next? What am I up to? Good question. So my, my term's just finished, so I'm going to go back. I also need to get on planning some ISOC events. Nice. Because I, the, the committee at the moment, having a meeting soon, need to, to bring it all together. Because I, I really hope that it is a fulfilling Ramadan, despite the challenges. So looking forward to facilitating that. Yeah, inshallah. I'm going to make dua that it is fulfilling for everyone. For Iman, for everyone listening, inshallah, we're going to have an amazing Ramadan. Hopefully everyone gets the most out of it and stays motivated to achieve their goals inshallah i'd like to thank iman for joining me for this episode this has been amazing if you want to go follow her blog it's exlibris. yeah exlibris.blog exlibris.blog that's it follow her up please because she's amazing and inshallah you're going to be seeing her again on this podcast for sure inshallah oh but no thank you so much thank you so much for having me it was really lovely yeah this has been really nice so inshallah, thanks guys for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum.